Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast. Established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher. Addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas here. Today, we have another incredible guest joining us, an amazing author, Desla Christian. We already commented on how amazing her name is. And she is joining us all the way from Ohio today. Desla, such a pleasure to have you here today. How are you? I am great. And I am excited to be uh, in the studio and to have this interview time with you. Um, doing good in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. We're going to be ta- talking a little bit about your book today, Soaring for the Kingdom. And so I like mm-hmm. the cover of that. I want our audience to check that out on Amazon, buy the book, Listen to our time here today directly from you. It's such an honor to have the author of the book here sitting with us today. And just to give our audience a little bit about who you are. So you are an ordained prophet, minister, and prayer warrior. For the last 20 years, you've been working in different types of ministries and leading positions in Fortune 500 companies. That's incredible. What an amazing accomplishment that is to work in Fortune 500 companies. And so you today are going to tell us a little bit about your book and your faith journey. And so if you could just take the next few minutes and tell us a little bit about who you are, then we'll go into your book a little bit deeper. Sure, sure. I am, um, as you said, Delsa um, Christian, and um, my faith journey started early in life. Um, I was a pew baby. I was raised in church. So my faith started um, early on in life. Didn't do everything right as a young Christian, as a teenager trying to maneuver my way through um, living for the Lord and also being tugged, you know, the ways of the world. But um, I gave my life to the Lord at an early age. Um, I dedicated my life to service to him. Even when I stumbled and did not always do what was right, I knew that God's love was there. Um, I could feel his love pulling on me and tugging on me when I was in places maybe where um, I shouldn't have been or maybe I was doing things that I you know, shouldn't have been doing, but the love of God um, was right there pulling and drawing on me. Um, I've always loved serving in church. I do not have one moment of regretting um, being raised in church. Uh, I do not feel like I missed anything by being raised in the church and my focus being on serving God and serving his people. Um, It was my early years and my formative years um, that taught me how to serve with love, to serve, um, to serve God. And we serve God through serving his people. That's how we serve the kingdom of God is through serving others. And that's what the kingdom is all about. And it started with me um, at the age of seven. I remember, wow. um, yeah, yeah. I started um, ushering at the age of seven. And um, that's how my faith journey uh, started. Um, it's been growing ever since, you know, now just kind of thinking about it, I get, a, um, I get a little emotional at, not at my faithfulness, but at God's faithfulness. Yeah. 
towards Absolutely. me at all. Yeah, all those years. Yeah. And I can remember some murky waters and some uncomfortable times. But um, that's when my faith journey, it started at an early age. Um, I've been married to the same man for 32 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, we have two. Um, thank you. Thank you. We have two wonderful um, adult, young adult. They're young adults um, still trying to figure their way through life, but um, they have a solid foundation. We have one adorable grandson who runs the show. <laughs> he runs the whole house. And um, so that's kind of my personal background, my spiritual background. Um, as you said, I am an ordained prophet. Do not take that lightly. I love hearing from God and then telling others what God, um, what he wants to say to them in real time. It still blows my mind. Um, yeah. uh, even to this day, I can remember the first time I heard, started hearing God's voice and um, started seeing. I'm what they call a seer prophet. Um, I can see things uh, before they are getting ready to happen, or I can see what God wants to do in someone's life. And then I speak wow. what I see. Yeah. And um, I, I, I love it. I love it. It's still mind blowing. Um, and um, as you said, yes, I've been blessed, fortunate enough, um, directly out of my first round of college uh, to start working with Fortune 500 companies. And it started with my faith. I remember sitting in 10th grade biology class. And at that time, I'm getting ready to date myself. But at that time, they had the films and, you know, the, they put on the reel and they would show the films. And I remember seeing at the this particular company's name at the end of the film. The name of the company was Seba Geige. And my mom and I were out on one of our Saturday outings and we were on the expressway and I passed, we passed the building and I looked to my right and I saw the um, sign Seba Geige and the appearance was immaculate. I loved the appearance. And I told God at that point, I want to work there. Well, I'm in the 10th grade. I go off to college. Um, I graduate and I start sending out resumes. And one of my resumes that I sent was to Siva Guy. I sent out over a hundred resumes and I received a hundred denials. <laughs> but there was only one that I really wanted. I really want, I wanted to work at Siva Guy. And that's what I told God. And probably two, maybe three weeks after I had mailed all my um, resumes out, um, I received a call from Seba Geige asking me to come in for an interview. And that's when God really started showing me the power of prayer and the power of being connected to him that he does hear. That's what makes our God so different. He is alive. He hears, he engages with us, and he responds to us. There's never a time that God doesn't respond to his children. He wouldn't be a good father if he did not communicate with us. So, and if he did not engage with us, good solid relationship starts with engagement. It's important. And um, that was my first experience with um, understanding the power of prayer. Um, as a teenager, I can remember um, praying quietly in the home, um, going in the bathroom and praying because I was seeing all these things and I was hearing things, and, you know, and I'm trying to figure all this out as a teenager. And and then when God, when I sent that prayer up before him and years later, he answered it, it propelled my faith to another level. And mm -hmm. um, that's how I connected with 
the power of prayer, the importance of prayer. And I know that we say it as a cliche, but it's not a cliche that our God is a prayer answering God. It is true. It is true. Years later, I had the exact same experience. I started working at Nestle USA, another Fortune 500 mm -hmm. company. And this is how I landed in my position at Nestle. We relocated to Ohio. Um, I rode past the building. I saw the Nestle sign on the building. And I told God, I would like to work there. A um, couple of weeks later, I get a phone call from my headhunter saying, hey, I have a position that I really think you um, would interest you. And what did she say? Nestle USA. And I worked for Nestle for um, four years. Um, after, back up a little bit, after Sibagagi relocated, got married, relocated to Indiana. And I worked for Eli Lilly and Company for two and a half years. <laughs> so yeah, my road, um, as far as um, the road of Fortune 500 companies, um, has been the hand of God. It's been because mm -hmm. of the favor of God, not because of any goodness of my own, not because mm -hmm. I'm special but because I believe in the power of God, I believe in the favor of God. And I believe that he will place us in places to allow us to see what excellence looks like. Mm -hmm. That's what I enjoyed um, the most about working with, with um, all of there. There are other a uh, few other Fortune 500 companies that I've worked for, but uh, I'll just stop with those um, with those handful. Um, I enjoyed working um, in those companies. And I went in with the attitude. And I think this is another reason why God opened um, those doors for me. I went in with the attitude of I am here to be a light to somebody. I'm on assignment mm -hmm. for you. I mean, so, your name says it, right? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> now, wouldn't it be horrible if I had a name yeah. like that? And then yeah, I went exactly, in and acted exactly. totally contrary. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I went in with wow. the attitude of, I work as I'm, I'm working as unto the Lord. So mm -hmm. I made sure, and this is the part sometimes we miss um, with our jobs. And especially once they find out that we are born again believers and you don't have to say that you are. I never told anyone that I was a born again believer, but every company where I work, I, it's still amazing to me. They figured out, they they would make comments like there's something different about you. And I would just say, oh, OK, I thought maybe it was my work ethic. I thought maybe it was because I went in and said good morning, even on the mornings when life wasn't going so well. Mm -hmm. I still had to have a determination and be intentional about being a light because he tells us that we are a light to the world and we are salt to the earth. So that requires intentionality, regardless of what my what's going on in my life. But they would always say there's something different about you. I cannot figure it out. And then after being there, you know, for a few years and getting comfortable and different things, maybe going out to lunch or to luncheons. I never, um, he says, if you are ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. I was never ashamed of my God. So I always, you know, said a quiet prayer, short prayer. I didn't go into a long prayer, but I always um, gave reverence and gave thanks for the food that was placed before me. And I think it was after a couple of uh, business luncheons and um, that type of behavior that they pieced together that, oh, this is what's different um, about her. And I believe that um, allow God to say, hey, I can trust you at this wow. level and you will not deny me before men. Incredible. Yeah. yeah, because when I think of a Fortune 500 company, I don't really put faith you know, in the business. I mean, not, not saying that it can't be, but I'm usually we separate those two heavily. Well, we take the faith. Right? 
Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We and do. as we yeah. should, right? As, as we, we should. should. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, Incredible. And there's a lot of talk now about, um, especially with apostles, you know, you hear a lot of the uh, the terminology um, marketplace apostles or marketplace um, mm -hmm. Christians. So right now it's a buzz, you know, it's, it's a trend that's, uh, that's coming to the forefront, which I think is a good thing um, that some light is being shed on how we should conduct ourselves as born again believers in the marketplace. Because see, in the marketplace, they look for your work ethic. Mm -hmm. They associate your excellence with your work ethic. So what you present and how you present your work or your job or your speech or your whatever in a meeting, showing up on time, those work, et work ethics, meeting your deadlines, whatever your role, your position is, that is how, that's how the doors are open for you to be able to be a witness. Yeah. If yeah. you are a sloppy employee, a slouchy employee, no one will want to hear in the marketplace in corporate America about the God you serve. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Are you ready to unlock the power of servant leadership? Tune in to Born to Lead with Nelson Aprigio, a podcast that empowers you to excel in diverse environments. Gain valuable insights, practical wisdom, and inspiration from an experienced pastor, mentor, and international business expert. Take charge of your leadership journey at borntolead.online and embrace the impact of serving others to create lasting change. Discover the power of the Secret Place podcast hosted by Bishop Gary Oliver and Dr. Naomi Oliver. Dive into a world of spiritual growth, personal development, and emotional well-being. With insights blending theology, biblical principles, and psychology, this podcast empowers you to lead a purpose-driven life. Listen now and join the journey of positive impact and transformation. And you were talking a lot about the excellent experiences that you've had, but you also have in your title of the book, all the support tools you need to rise above any life challenges. Yeah. And you mentioned it as we were going through some things going on in life and mm -hmm. live a life of empowerment. And so let's go a little bit deeper into the book. So what led you to this title, Soaring for the Kingdom? And what does that look like to soar for the kingdom? Um, Soaring for the Kingdom, the title of the book, I'm a, I'm a seer, um, came about, I was going into the office on a Saturday afternoon and I am driving down the street and I start to see eagles like flying in front of me. I mean, literally it was like I was looking uh, ahead at the road and I could see eagles flying ahead of me. And it was clear that they were not just birds, but the distinction that they were eagles. And I began to pray and ask God, what, what are you saying? What are you showing? What's going on? And from there, he started um, to upload. Uh, I heard the word soaring. And then I heard the word kingdom. I put those word, two words together. And then I began to pray and ask God for more of the details. And he started giving me um, SOAR as an acronym. And then started telling me, I mean, literally, I could hear this is what was bubbling. When I say hear, I could feel the unction and the, see the words and different things come up before me. Um, the word SOAR um, as an acronym and what he wanted um, 
um, Soaring for the Kingdom to be about, what he wanted um, the acronym to represent, and what the, the message that he wanted to get across to his people. Number one, in order to realize that you can soar, you have to believe the word of God that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. I'm a witness. The part in, that I did not um, really share about myself, what makes um, me being an art author so amazing is from second grade to fourth grade, I couldn't read. And wasn't because I didn't try. I was very shy in elementary school, shy in middle school. I was shy pretty much all of my life. Um, but in second grade, I started looking at the words on the paper and I couldn't see them. They just, I could see that something was there, but I couldn't read what was there. And because I was quiet and to myself in the type of school that I went to, my second grade teacher wasn't the best teacher. So she just kind of put me off in the corner. And I either sat there all day and wasn't participating with, you know, learning, or the days that I didn't feel like going through that, I would pretend um, to be sick and I would request to go to the nurse and I would call and ask for my father to come pick me up. Well, that happened from second grade, third grade, I get to the fourth grade and I believe at this juncture, I'm almost towards uh, toward the end of fourth grade. And my fourth grade teacher, I still remember her name because of the impact she changed my life. She saw me squinting at the board and sent me to the nurse's office and told the nurse, I believe Delsa needs eyeglasses, contact her parents. And my parents, you know, they were good parents, um, took me to the opt um, optometrist and I got eyeglasses and it changed my world. But at this point, I'm behind. So now mm -hmm. learning is a struggle for me. I was determined to learn. I was determined to go to college. I was determined to do certain things. So just being an author is, a, is an amazing thing for me. It's a miracle. So when the word of God says that you can do all things through Christ, who will strengthen you, who will guide you, you can. And I'm a witness of that. Soaring for the kingdom is a witness that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Um, so I wanted others to know that regardless of what they're facing, regardless of what the world may say their limitations are, if God gives you something to do, he is going to enable you to do it. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with soaring for the kingdom. Um, and God is not about us living low level. <laughs> he tells us to mount up on wings. He says, mount up mm -hmm. on the wings of eagles. So that gives us an idea right there, even in Isaiah with the children of Israel, that his mind, that we have to get into the mind of God. What 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 was your mind? Where were you? What were you thinking what, when you wrote these words or when you inspired mm -hmm. the writer to write these words that you can soar in life, that I'm not about you being a low flying bird. I'm not about you being a ground crawler. I want you to soar. So God began mm -hmm. to upload um, uh, upload the techniques and the, uh, the things, the empowerment tools that people need to help them to do what God wants them to do. So Soaring for the Kingdom, um, the readers will find practical advice, um, personal stories, and some biblical teachings to aid them in growing in their faith and overcoming hindering obstacles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what they can expect to discover um, in addition to knowledge, 
um, inspiration, transformative tools, and insights to um, assist them in developing a closer relationship with God and that solid guidance, a solid guidance in building a concrete foundation to soar in life, to take off in life, to go for it. Don't yeah. let the lies of the enemy stop you. And don't let the lies of the enemy keep you flying or living at a lower level than you were created to live by the almighty one himself. I see here that you have these six pillars of living. And so I see that you're like laying this foundation for us, but on top of that foundation, you're laying these six pillars of living, which are the emotional, the physical, the spiritual, social, psychological, and purpose. If you could talk about that a little bit deeper, some practical ways to apply these six pillars into our life. Well, those six pillars, um, it's been scientifically proven that those six pillar pillars are the core of who we are. We have those six pillars that we uh, are focused on in life, either even if we're not intentionally focused on them, they are within us. But there are four primary ones. And those four primary ones are, you know, spiritual, um, emotional, mental, and physical. But those six pillars, I want you to think about a pillar as look at it as a structure that holds everything up. Those six pillars are the pillars that are holding up the structure of our lives. And we must give attention to all six pillars so that we can, and, and that's what Soaring for the Kingdom does. It gives you the concrete tools so that you can erect those pillars, those six pillars, so that they will help you to uh, when you're going through life, pillars help keep things structurally sound and in place. So when you build on those six pillars, when you learn how to that those when you learn what those six pillars are, which you have to mm -hmm. buy the book to do that. <laughs> and then after you learn what those six pillars are, what do I do with them? How do I erect them in my life? And mm -hmm. then so that they can hold up things uh, together in my life to help me to go through life, to help be those pillars, um, to keep things structurally sound. Of course, God keeps all things sound, but he has given us these keys to say, hey, this is how I made you. This is how I created you. This is the core of what's on the inside of you. I want you to erect them so that they will keep you structurally sound so that you will be able to go through life. We cannot miss one pillar. Yeah, We need yeah. the Bible said that Jesus is the chief cornerstone, a cornerstone. It's a pillar. It's an anchor yeah. that helps holds to help hold things together. What would you say is the biggest mistake people make with these pillars in their life? They focus on one rather than the other, or they forget one. What would you say in that aspect? Yeah, I, I think um, they focus on maybe one or two. Um, and most of the time they focus on the ones where they reach a point where there's a deficiency. They mm -hmm. recognize that something is wrong. Something has went you know, I'm, I'm lacking. So they wait until there's a deficiency and they're longing for something or things start falling apart in their life. Then they decide to start working on that one. Then they drive all of their energy mm -hmm. towards that and one. And the others. But, and then the fall, others right? seems to, yeah, they seem to fall. That's why, you know, um, they say prevention is the best medicine. That's mm -hmm. why it's important to have a daily practice of focusing on your whole being, 
your whole mind, your whole soul, your whole heart, all of your spirit. That's why the Bible tells us to love. He says, love me with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your spirit, with all of your body. We're supposed to love him with all. So he says all of these areas. So we're not supposed to neglect any of those areas. We have to focus on them. And if we focus on maintaining, it's like taking a daily supplement. If we focus on maintaining them, keeping them healthy, keeping them in place and nurturing them on a, on a daily basis, guess what? They won't, they won't, they won't start to crumble. They won't fall. You won't even, you won't even have a deficiency. You know, how you go to the doctor and you get your physical, your annual, and they take the blood work and they see what's wrong. Well, if you're doing everything you're supposed to do before getting to that point, by the time they start checking all your levels and everything, nothing will come back showing that you're deficient. Why? Because 12 months out of the year, you've been doing everything you need to do to make yeah. sure that, like the Bible says, every joint is supposed to be supplied. Yeah. Every pillar must gain or must get daily attention. Mm -hmm. And what it sounds like is you're calling us into a self-evaluation to kind of evaluate where we are in our life and what is lacking. Because I mean, if yeah. we're all going to be honest, something is lacking. We're not shooting on all fire. You know, we're not running everything perfectly. So it's just yeah. coming back from vacation for me, it's, it's time to reflect. I was reflecting a lot on the, on the way home. We were driving for 12 yeah, I was hours. Just about to just say that I prefer the word reflect over evaluation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Evaluation is it has a negative tone to it. Mm -hmm. So people, you know, they think about their job evaluations. I'm getting ready to go sit in front of this person and they're going to tell me everything that I've done wrong. But when you start talking about personal reflection, it's an opportunity for you to do some introspecting, to look mm -hmm. on the inside and then you get to decide. You know, this is an area where I need to work. This is an area where I'm doing really well. Never neglect the areas that you're doing great in. Celebrate those areas. And then the areas where you are during your time of personal reflection, where you say, hey, this area, I need to come up higher. That's okay. That's a part of life. We all have some areas where we, you know, need to come up, where we need to do better. Um, there's no such thing as crossing every I or um, dotting every I and crossing every in life all the time. So I like the word reflection. Sit down and reflect. Don't evaluate, but reflect and say, hey, hey, this is going really good. Hey, I need to work on this a little bit and it's okay. And then put a plan. I'm, a, I'm all about planning. And you'll see as you read Soaring from um, uh, Soaring for the Kingdom, you will see I'm a planner. Um, that's how God made me. That's how God created me. Um, I believe in putting a plan together because without a plan, um, I read a famous quote one time, um, and it was a very good quote. It said, dreams often come true, but plans, but the plans of a person will come true. Yeah, you know? that's a good point because we can think it, but we got to do it too, you know? Yeah. Just like yeah. your prayers to work into the Fortune 500 companies. You could have just desired it, but it became a goal. You went to the university, you filled out your resume, you sent it to them, you know, all those practical steps to see things come into fruition. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm amazing. getting ready to do um, something on the power of prepared preparedness, because mm -hmm. sometimes we overlook, we want to just jump right in. Um, Soaring for the kingdom. It was a three year project. I know people are, you know, um, they're putting books out in 24 hours now, but if you really want to do your research and put something together solid and that will really be beneficial and 
um, help give people some details and a blueprint and a roadmap, which Soaring for the Kingdom um, does all of those things. It takes time and you have to prepare. A lot of times we want to jump over things, jump over some um, steps that we need to take. But our God is not like that. He's a God of, of process. And we could really go to the book of Genesis and see that God honors you know, process. God could have created everything in yeah. less than, you know, the seven days. And we don't know how many, how long one day was, but God could have just said, let there be. And everything could have just, you know, instantly yeah. um, been in place. But he shows a, shows us a pattern of process. He shows us. I think a that's pattern. a great point to remind, to, to remind us as well, because if you see this soaring for the kingdom, oh yeah, I'm ready to go. Let's soar. But there's a process to get there. To start yeah. soaring, to start flying, you got to climb the stairs, jump off the mountain, you know, like there's a lot of things to do to get there, to soar. They don't yeah. just get, soaring, they don't start at the high altitude, right? No. There's a process no. to get up there. Yes, yes. And, and and just think about the scripture says, he says, mount up on the wings. You got to get on the wings first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. You have to get exactly. there and you have to get through or over all of the obstacles that would try to stop you from getting there. And soaring for the kingdom will help you to yeah. get over those um, obstacles that the enemy um, tries to place in front of us to stop us, to block us. Um, but, you know, the word of the Lord says that he's given us feet as high as feet. So we can scale the mountains. His mm -hmm. desire is for us to soar. Just do not lose sight of that. It is God's desire for us to soar in life. He said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. So yeah. a lot of times the speech of God and you read the word of God, the speech of God is all about advancing his people so that they can advance the kingdom of God. Yeah. And about the advancing of the kingdom of God, the people who are listening today who may feel that they are also considered a prophet, who are, who are hearing from God or want to be used in some capacity for the kingdom of God, what would be your inspiration for those people today? Mm. Patience, mm. prayer, engaging in the word. This is probably the biggest key. Trust. Mm -hmm. You have to trust that what you're either hearing or seeing or both is from God. The biggest hindrance for prophets is faith. We constantly question our faith. And you go back to, and this is what God reminds me of often. Every time I start questioning, well, I really want to make sure that's you. I'm not sure. And he reminds me, Delsa, that's the oldest trick mm -hmm. in the world from the enemy. Yeah. Did God really say, oh, mm -hmm. hallelujah. Did God really say? So faith, you have to, you have to have the faith, the size of a mustard seed. The size doesn't matter. The solidness matters. Mm -hmm. There can be no hollowness in your faith. You yeah. have to trust and believe that what you are saying is from a heart of love, is from a heart of wanting to see someone um, built up, encouraged, either, you know, or sometimes it's words to help them to turn around, to do better, to prevent them from going down a dangerous path to help to help them to overcome so it's really patience faith praying and practicing 
yeah. you practice in prayer. I get more revelations. I get more, I see more things in prayer than I do when I'm in service or somewhere. And this is the thing. I'm not, God doesn't always release me to say what he shows me in prayer. So you have to have that patience to, to know what God wants you to do with what he shows you or what he says to you and the timing of when he wants you to say something or, um, or not say anything. So I think it's those things that the trust most important is faith. It's a faith walk. Yeah. Because we, yeah. we are mixed in there <laughs> and we do have to be able to separate, you know, the spirit from the flesh. We have yeah. to know distinctively who's talking. And then we have to trust that, I, you know, certain things, we have to know the voice of God. What type of God do we serve? He's a loving God. He's not a condemning God. He doesn't tear down. He's not an, he says his anger is but for a moment, but God's anger is kindled through because of sin. So if there's no sin there, then you have to recognize the heart of God and you have to know, okay, I know this is God showing me this. I know this is God um, talking to me because it's something that's going to help someone. Um, the, you can tell if it's coming from your spirit or your soul based on what's coming. Yeah. What are you hearing or what are you seeing? Even if so, because some prophets have um, their area is they can tell when something uh, catastrophic is getting ready to happen. And but even in that. God's way of presenting it is never to tear down. God's mm -hmm. warnings are never to tear down. So the motive. So another way is the motive. How do I know it's God? You check the motive. You check your heart. Check you the check scripture why with I'm... it too. Align it with scripture. Does it call, does it go against what scripture says? Right. Yeah. It's an easy yeah. easy check too. Yeah. There, there, that's the easiest check. But the scripture mm -hmm. may not come to you instantly in a moment. That's why you have to. That's why you have to be a prophet of prayer. That's why mm -hmm. we have to be mm -hmm. men and women um, of faith uh, of prayer because it's in prayer that the motives are checked. It's in prayer where the scripture will come that goes with um, whatever it is that. Um, the heavenlies have decided to uh, reveal, you know, to his people. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for what you shared today. I feel like we get to know you a little bit better today and hear about your book directly from you as well. So thank you so much. How can we connect with you and how can we buy this book? You said it was on Amazon. Give us some more details there to find it. Yes. You can go on Amazon and purchase Soaring for the Kingdom. I also have, um, we didn't talk about it today, but I have a prayer journal that I released the same time as the book Soaring for the Kingdom. Um, it's a 90 day prayer journal. Um, most of the time people say, well, you know, you can form a good habit in 21 days. You can start the journey towards a good habit um, or changing bad habits to good habits in 21 days. But in order to master a habit, it takes 90 days. So I do have 90 days um, to cleansing, refreshing, and reviving. Um, it's a journal. It's a guided journal that will help you. It's on Amazon. In addition, um, also, as we've been talking about today, Soaring for the Kingdom. You can go to Amazon. You can type in Soaring for the Kingdom. You can even Google it. You can Google Soaring for the Kingdom, and it is the first book that pops up in your Google search. That's good. So, um, <laughs> good marketing yeah. there. The SEO is, is perfect. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for your time here today. I really appreciate everything that you shared and brought to our audience here.
today. If I can have you end our time together with a prayer, that would be excellent. Sure. Uh, Father, we bless and thank you for this time, Lord. Thank you for every listener that we're here, that will listen on today. And I pray that our words will enlighten. I pray that our words will refresh your people today. I pray that the listeners, Lord God, that decide to go um, purchase, to invest in your work, soaring for the kingdom is from you. So they are investing in you. And I believe by faith that you will give them a return in agreement with your word. You said that when we take in the word, and soaring for the kingdom is built on your word. And when we take in your word with understanding that we are guaranteed to receive a return. You said some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. And I ask that you would bless every reader, every listener, God, on today, God, that will hear this broadcast. Be with them, guide them, protect them and their families. Those, Lord Jesus, that may be listening, that have struggles going on in their life, I ask that you would calm the storms in their life, Lord. I ask that you would increase their faith like never before, because you said, Lord Jesus, that when we come to you, that we must believe, we must believe that you are a rewarder of every person that diligently seeks you. Strengthen your people, oh God, where they're feeling weak and worn, God, strengthen them for this journey, for their faith walk in you. Strengthen their legs, their feet, and their backbones, Lord, that they will soar for you, that they will advance the kingdom through showing that our God is a great God, is a good God, a loving God, and a God who is full of favor and mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.